Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. And good afternoon and welcome, and welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, a monthly presentation of Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. We are so grateful to have you along. It's absolutely wonderful that you've decided to tune in, and if you've missed any of the shows in the past, we direct you to the archives at bodymindspiritradio.com, where you can catch up on everything Aetherius Radio Live. We also direct you to the Aetherius website to find out more about the Aetherius Society, and that would be www.aetherius, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S, org, where you can find out about all things Aetherius. And the program today, the topic is The Next Master is Coming, to start us off and deliver that topic and so much more, we greet one of our two hosts today, Chrissy Blaze. Hello, Annette. Thank you so much for that wonderful intro, and I welcome my co-host, Richard Lawrence. Hi, Richard. Hello, Richard. Hello, Hello Richard. Chrissy. Welcome I'm here. I'm here. Yes. yes How I are know. you? I think there's a little technical glitch here. Um, I'm very well, thank you. And people listening for the first time may think that we're both in the same country, but actually I have to say that Richard is in London, England, and I'm in Michigan, Metro Detroit, Michigan. And um, it's just the wonder of the Internet, you know. But anyway, I'm just going to do a little review of the last show. Don't you think that's a good idea, Richard? I think that's great. And, And may I also just thank all those listeners who've added their comments onto the website at bodymindspiritradio.com uh, body, and said such wonderful things and given such insights. And we do welcome all comments, don't we, Chrissy? Oh, absolutely, we do, especially when they're nice ones like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially then. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, we do. Uh, any questions, any comments are very, very welcome, and we'll do our best to answer them. If you do have questions, about you know coming shows we'll do our best, or previous shows we'll do our best to answer them too. Absolutely. So I just wanted to begin by talking a little bit, very very briefly about the last show. It's actually the first show in a serious radio live, and Richard and I chose the topic of the first show uh, on purpose to be about the Mother Earth, because mm-hmm. in the Aetherius Society the Mother Earth is the focal point. It's the most important part of our spiritual work, if you like. Because we believe that the the earth is a living, breathing goddess who, in comparison, we are insignificant. And we owe a great debt to this great goddess. She gives us sustenance. She gives us a home in which we can gain experience. And on this first show, and I highly advise, as Annette said, that to go to the archive and listen to the show again or listen to it for the first time, because there's a lot that we covered. And I would just briefly mention one point, the central point of the show, if you like, was that we talked about one very significant event, which was more important than any other date in these days of change, and that was July the 8th, 1964, which was when we learned through the founder of the society, the great yoga master, Dr. George King, through his advanced mediumship, that this primary initiation of Earth took place in which the earth received colossal spiritual energies, energies that she must use to take her next step along her path of evolution. Because just as we are evolving, so too are the planets and the galaxies and the solar systems and so on. Life is evolving. And during this primary initiation, very briefly, 
advanced masters from beyond this earth sent colossal spiritual power into the inner core, the living heart of the Mother Earth. And But compassionately, as is so much uh, a part of who this great goddess is, she has chosen to delay using this energy for as long as possible. Why? So that we, people on Earth, can raise our vibrations, our consciousness, so that we can withstand the heightened vibration of the Mother Earth when she releases her great energies. Because if she were to suddenly release these energies, we, for the most part, we would not be able to remain on the Earth. So this, this is a, a massive topic, topic, as you can imagine. I'm just briefly touching on the surface, but highly recommend, as I say, that you um, go to the archive. So this is the time of great change, and in the midst of this is another very, very important um, part of the plan. And I'll hand you over to Richard now, who's going to introduce this topic today, which is the next master is coming. Absolutely. Thank you, Chrissy, for that very full and very important uh, explanation of the situation regarding the Mother Earth. And I'd like to refer people also to a book we we mentioned and quoted from last month, The Twelve Blessings. Uh, And these are 12 absolutely beautiful blessings delivered by the Master Jesus through Dr. George King, who, as I think listeners all know, is at the very root and the heart of all that we believe in in the Ethereum Society as the primary terrestrial mental channel for a number of elevated communicators, including the Master Jesus, the beloved uh, cosmic being who came to Earth 2,000 years ago in a physical body. And we're going to talk more about that next month in our program, the true mission and the real teachings of the Master Jesus. But this book, The Twelve Blessings, the seventh of these blessings, is about the Mother Earth, and it describes the heart-rending sacrifice that she has made, and vitally important, is still making uh, on behalf of us all. And of course, it's interesting, the word sacrifice means to make holy, or to make sacred, and sacrifice is, is not a popular thing to talk about with many people, but it is one of the elements, not the only one, because great peace, uh, inspiration, uh, real inner joy, these are uh, part of the spiritual path, but so too is sacrifice and hard work, and no being that we will ever come into contact with has demonstrated this more than the Mother Earth. And this, as Chrissy said, leads on to our topic this week, this month, the next Master is coming. And I'd like just to put this in context to refer back to a number of prophecies which have been made throughout the millennia about this event. Because I think all are agreed, many, many people, including people who wouldn't regard themselves as spiritual at all, that this is the end game, this is the end time, this is where everything has come together, it's the time of danger, and those who do look at prophecy and do look at mysticism and spiritual tradition will tend to agree that this is the period that was prophesied as the dangerous end days prior to a great new age. Here are some of the prophecies which I I have found in my researches which apply to the period we are living in now. And they go like this. Thousands of years ago, the Hindu scribes warned of a dark age which they called Kali Yuga. They wrote of the destruction and strife which will arise in those days. 
which many believe to be the period we are now living through. They spoke of an avatar given the name Kalki, who will come to establish a new spiritual order. In ancient Greece in the 8th century BC, Hesiod spoke of the final days of warfaring and social upheaval in which Zeus would destroy humanity's wickedness. The Mayan prophecies, which are well known, focus on December the 21st, 2012, this very year, when their calendar ends with cataclysm, flooding and other natural disasters. This is understood by some to be followed by a great new age on this earth and some Mayan traditions speak of the return of gods such as Kukulkan and Bolon Yocte. The Aztecs, also from South America, prophesied the return of Quetzalcoatl, the ancient ruler of the Toltecs, to bring in a reign of peace and spiritual order. The Hopi Indians, not so far away from our North American listeners, predict the arrival of Pahana at the time of great purification, who they say will travel to other planets. The Old Testament prophesies the coming of a Messiah who some believe to have been Jesus, but according to the Jewish calendar, has yet to come. I think it's just over 200 years hence they believe that that coming will take place. The New Testament says that the Son of Man will come to earth in a cloud to bring redemption after a period of distress and natural disaster. Some Sufis prophesy that a Messiah named Qadir will appear at a time of catastrophe to bring world peace. Ancient Egyptian legends speak of a Osiris coming to herald in a new age. Zoroastrians believe in the coming of Sashayant at the time of judgment to bring salvation and perfection to the world. Nostradamus, uh, the most in-print writer, I think, for the last few hundred years, other than the Bible, I think more in print than any other writing in Europe, certainly, prophesied the coming of a Lord from the sky in the symbolic year of 1999, and the theosophists speak of an imminent new age when the spiritual hierarchy of earth will come forth among men, and the Lord Maitreya will appear among us. So, Chrissy, that's my list of just some of the prophecies all centered on this time and all having common themes of dire catastrophe followed by a bright new age but heralded in by a coming of a great being of light. I have to say, Richard, you've done some fantastic research there. I mean, that really is wonderful. And we see that um, so many religious movements have prophesied this. And I just wanted to ask you, see what you think, Richard. It's always Mm. a, a puzzle to me that people can more easily believe things from the past but find it difficult to think that you know what's this is really going to happen in the future i don't do you know what i'm saying i don't saying? think there's any doubt about that at all just like some people they like they prefer fiction uh you know they they'll go to some fiction in order to really exercise their real interest in spirituality or mysticism and one step further above that i suppose is going to history because you know the parting of the red seas what 3000 years ago is you know long away ago enough to be comfortable if you like uh, and the resurrection and and some of the other great events in the in the ramayana the mahabharata it's quite comfortable and easy just to keep these at the level of myth or the level level of you know religious tradition a tradition which has been accepted for thousands of years by different people millions of people but to have something happen now 
uh, mm. cutting-edge thing, uh, such as the Etheria Society and, and, the, and the incredible experiences and teachings of Dr. George King, that they find challenging. It, it, it's much more difficult for people to have the bravery and the open mind uh, to accept. But, of course, people who listen to this station and, and this program are obviously an exception. They're open-minded. But it is difficult, it seems, for a lot of people to, I quite agree with you, look at prophecies that are coming and events that are happening now. Yes, it's strange because this, I think everybody, well, everybody who's open to New Age thought would agree that this is the time of change. It is the days of prophecy. And this coming to the earth of another great master is the kind of like the missing link in the puzzle, the missing part. It is. And, so and I, I actually find it very encouraging when you get common teaching from many, many different traditions. I mean, as you know, Chrissy, I, I've been very fortunate to have traveled around the world for the Ethereum Society uh, and met you know, people, Maori people, uh, people in Africa, some native traditions there and, and, and all over the world, actually. And you find this incredible commonality, this agreement on certain types of experience, certain types of tradition and belief, all of which have not been directly interconnected. They've come to the same broad conclusions from very different backgrounds, geographically, historically. Um, and this, this is a very encouraging thing because it shows that these experiences that people are having and these realizations are real. And I think when you get the kind of list, and this is just what I've found myself in my researches, of many traditions all coming together with the same essential key tenets about the period we're living through now, and I don't think anyone could dispute that the period they were referring to was this period, because it's so clear you know, now is a time when we can destroy the planet. We have the technology to do it. You can see that the weather changes, the climate changes, uh, and you have the dire um, warnings from ecologists and others too, uh, from many traditions about this period. We have the overpopulation. You can see all these features that were warned about taking place now, and to see so many traditions coming to the same broad conclusions I think gives great encouragement uh, and, and helps people who perhaps have difficulty of faith to say, oh, yes, well, it can't all be a, just a complete fantasy, a complete illusion. But I've also found that the Ethereum Society answers two particular key questions which, in my research, is no other tradition or teaching is able to answer. I haven't come across these two points being answered. And the first of those is why is this happening now? If you look at some of these prophecies, they were predicted almost as though God or the divine force or Zeus or whatever name they give to it had finally run out of patience and finally was going to sort of not put up with man's bad behavior. Why would that happen now? I mean, that, that would not be a compassionate God, which we know the creator to be. And, of course, this we were really answering last month. And this ties back to last month's program it's to do with the Mother Earth, isn't it, Chrissy? Absolutely, yes. This is why it's happening. This is the important time. And um, thank you so much for, for giving us all this information. And I think one question that people might be asking is, well, where would this master come from? And what, first of all, what do we mm. mean by a master, I suppose, is a fundamental question mm. that people might be thinking 
what does the term mean? I think the term is used so broadly, isn't it, now in, in mm. the New Age movement? Well, I, I, I think it, you know, I'd go a bit further and maybe be a little bit controversial, but I do think the term master has been debased. Mm -hmm. I do think it's used much too loosely now by people, um, you know, and and it's no longer got the sort of gravitas, if you like, and the elevated meaning that it used to have. I mean, a, a true master, be, be they man or woman, by the way, it's not nothing to do with gender at all. Um, it, 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 it's a real, true, and complete realization of their divine potential. In yoga terms, they, they've entered samadhi, the most elevated state of consciousness that we can attain on this earth. And when you talk about the kind of master that we're now referring to with the coming of the next master, you're going even beyond that. And you're looking at a, a, a being of, of, of ageless, uh, timeless wisdom who, who, who inhabits a body that does not age. I mean, in the theosophical tradition, many of them were looking to the Lord Maitreya as being a being who would come. And there's no question the Lord Maitreya is an extremely prominent ascended master who's lived for many hundreds of years in the same body. But the next master that we're talking about here, and this too is referred to in various ways in different traditions, such as traveling in a cloud, for example, mm. as you, you quite often get in the Bible, is going to come, we believe, from another planet and in a spacecraft. Uh, and it, the exact nature of that coming, uh, we haven't been told, but we've been given some key pointers to it uh, in, in a and an incredible experience which we're going to talk about later in this program when Dr. King actually had um, a declaration made to him in this country, in Cornwall actually, in the very week that we're in now, November the 23rd, 1958, in, in a cold, uh, hill, hilly region uh, in, in, in Cornwall, in southwest England, and the name of that uh, mountain or hill was Brown Willie. And actually, you're having a pilgrimage there, are you not, uh, next this week? That's that right, correct? we are, to mark that event. There's going to be uh, dozens of Society members and sympathizers and indeed new people going to that spot on Friday. Um, and in fact, if people are interested in coming and joining us there, uh, I won't be going myself because uh, of other commitments, but it will be led by uh, one of our, our priests here, Reverend Mervyn Smith, and this will be um, taking place on Friday. And anyone who's in the UK who can get to it, please email us at pilgrimage at ethereus.co.uk. Yeah, the, pilgrimage is a wonderful event to attend. So if I know a lot of listeners are in the UK. So if you haven't been to one before and you'd like to come, then definitely suggest that you consider that because absolutely amazing experience. There's nothing quite like it. Unfortunately, and, in Michigan, and we don't have any holy mountains close no. by. But uh, <laughs> no. I wanted to talk more about that, but before I do, I think I should refer to the other question because I said there's two questions that I haven't found answered properly anywhere outside the Ethereum Society. The first one being, why now? What's the real? Why is this great change happening now? Why have people got to change now? Why is there a sorting going to go on? Um, and, and, of course, that is because the Mother Earth is going through her initiation and she is going to change, and that triggers our change. You know, we have a choice now of whether we're going to change with her 
uh, and go with this wonderful opportunity, this spiritual opportunity of this dawning new age, or whether we are not going to do that. That's a choice we're offered. The second question, which I haven't found properly answered anywhere else, is what happens to people who don't change? I mean, no one is going to compel I mean, evolution doesn't compel people to change. That's a choice. We have free will, and we've chosen free will, and we have to use it. And I don't think anyone could be, um, you know, under the illusion that all people on this planet are ready and willing to go into a spiritual new age. I mean, uh, uh, you know, they wouldn't get football, possibly, in the way we have it now, soap operas on TV in the way we have them now, all the things that people want and do, all the materialistic things, are people ready to, instead of focusing on those things, to focus on the spiritual aspect? And are all people ready to make that change? Will they be forced to make that change? No, they won't be forced. Will they be given the opportunity, the explanation, and the demonstrated proof Yes, they will. That's the reason for the coming of the next master, to, make, to give that proof and provide undoubted evidence of his authenticity, unlike other masters who've come in the past, where there has been an element of mystery around their coming. So people will be given that. But what will happen to those who don't? And our answer, the answer we've been given by cosmic sources through Dr. George King, is that they will go to another planet, this won't be uh, an act of punishment. Uh, it will be an opportunity for them. I, I think it will be myself, anyone of the, who makes that particular choice, who, dis, who won't change, even in the light of the demonstrated example of, of the next master, will be uh, making a, a big mistake, whether it be me or whoever else it may be. Um, uh, I certainly hope it isn't me. But such people will be given the chance to relive their history and to gain the experience they've chosen by going to another planet on which to evolve. Exactly, and I think this is a, a good place to have a break now, Richard, and after the, the break, we'll come back and talk a little bit more about that fascinating subject. Thank you. Over to Annette. And it is an absolutely fascinating discussion. I'm so honored and thrilled that everybody is tuned in to Ethereus Radio Live today. This is the 20th day of November 2012, and your hosts, of course, are Chrissy Blaze and Richard Lawrence. This show is heard live, by the way, the third Tuesday of every month, and you can go to bodymindspiritradio.com and check the schedule. You can find all the archives there. This show will go into archive as soon as we hit the stop button. So it gives everybody the opportunity to catch up, as well as to leave comments, as Chrissy alluded to at the beginning of the program, Richard as well. When people go to that host page at bodymindspiritradio.com, not only can you leave a comment, but you can see who the other people are that are commenting and realize that you are in very, very good company participating in enjoying this show and spreading the word. Please spread the word. We're also spreading the word about a very special Sunday service coming up on November 25th, that is the end of this week, 2012, 11 a.m. until 12 noon, that is Eastern Time, is a Sunday service of thankfulness. You are invited to join in and send out gratitude and love for all the blessings in our lives. This will take place at the Ethereus Society, 3119 North Campbell Road in Royal Oak, Michigan, 48073, and all are warmly welcome. And as mentioned just moments ago, Friday, November 23rd, there will be the 54th anniversary pilgrimage to the Holy Mountain, Brown Willie, in Cornwall, England. 
And if you would like to participate, as Richard was saying, this should be an absolutely enchanting event, just just so moving. Please, please email pilgrimage at uk. And we do invite you to go and find out more information on the Aetherius Society, and that would be at www.aetherius.org. And remember, the next show coming up on Tuesday, December 18th, is all about the Master Jesus and his New Age message. Today's program is The Next Master is Coming, and we return you to Aetherius Radio Live and your hosts, Chrissy Blaze and Richard Lawrence. Thanks, Annette. I think some people... Thank you, Annette. Hi. I think some people listening, Richard, might be wondering how you or we can be so absolutely definite about these things. And, of course, as we know, and Richard, I have to say, was a very, very close student of Dr. George King, the founder of the Society, and a very close friend as well, and spoke to him, I would say, every day. And it's because of the a fantastic, the very, very advanced mediumship of Dr. George King, where he received over 600 communications, that we have all this information at our fingertips. And one of them, one of the most important uh, transmissions was known as the Lord's Declaration. And I don't know whether you want to uh, talk about that now, Richard. I do, but I I think you you, you raise a very important point there, because every week people are listening, hopefully, to us here on Aetherius Radio Live, and the, the hour of truth, as we call it. And, you know, the question is, why should people believe us? What, what's the authority with which we speak so definitely? And I think it is very fair questions. And I, I, would, I would actually give certain guidelines to people as to how they do uh, come to that conclusion as to whether it be true or false, because this is a we're not here to convert anybody. We're here to present... Uh, something that we've experienced and understood and, and know from our own experience to be true. But obviously people have to form their own conclusions. And these are the things I would do if I was investigating to see the truth. The first thing I'd look at is the quality and the caliber of the teachings that are being presented. You know, We've mentioned the Twelve Blessings. We men- mentioned another of our books, The Nine Freedoms. You can look at these works, and indeed you can listen to them, because they are on CD as well, the original transmissions as delivered through Dr. King, and form your own conclusions about the quality of these, well, what Chrissy and I, I'm sure, would recall in- incredible teachings. The second thing I would do is ask, what experience do you get from practicing practicing them? Try them out. I mean, keep an open mind. If you're not sure, just keep an open mind. Go to a pilgrimage. Try uh, to do the 12 blessings and other practices that we teach. Try to cooperate with what we call spiritual pushes, which we're going to be talking more about in, in coming months, and see what you experience. That'd be the second thing I'd look for. And then I'd look for Evidence. You don't need all of these things, by the way, because you only really need to find one thing to know to satisfy yourself. But if you want to, you could look for evidence. Is there evidence? Is there evidence of Dr. King's claims? I'm sure we'll be covering more on that in future months. And indeed there is, and some of it, for example, is published in my book, UFOs and the Extraterrestrial Message. And then the fourth thing I'd look for, is it logical? I mean, is this a a logical, it doesn't have to be an intellectual argument or anything like that, but does it make sense? Does it make common sense? Let's let's put it that way. And, And, you know, that's a judgment you can form yourself. And finally, 
And I think this is the most important of all the tips I would give to someone who's trying to check something out for the first time. Listen to your inner voice. Listen to your intuition. And the route to that actually isn't through so much uh, an intellectual deduction as through the meditative path, the contemplative path. And then listen to what your intuition guides you. And if you're not sure, just follow it through and see where it leads. And I think if you do one or more of those things, you'll get the answer. Sorry, Chrissy, I diverted a bit there. But I think these are very important points for people to bear in mind, especially if they're new to us and they hear us sounding off in such a definite manner. No, I think that was extremely important, and I thank you for that very good explanation there. And I, I totally agree that it's so important for people to listen to their inner voice. And we're actually in this astrological phase of the next three years when the psychic world is going to become much more real to people generally. And so this really is a time, it's always a time, but this really is a time to listen to your inner voice, to pay attention to your dreams and the signs of life, and just kind of feel what happens feel the Ethereum Society as well as think about it, as well as analyzing it. How does it feel to you? You know, it, does it draw you in? And it sure does, you know, I think if you're honest, it, it does. It's so fascinating. It covers so many questions that you, if you're a deep-thinking person, are answered in the Ethereum Society. So thank you so much. I think that's very, very important to know, you know, how we can be so, so definite about these things. Yes, and, and that leads us on really to the event we were focusing on this month, which is the Lord's Declaration, which was delivered on November the 23rd, 1958. And this took place, as we said earlier, on, on a holy mountain called Brown Willie in Cornwall, which we're visiting this Friday, and people are welcome to join us. Um, and on that occasion, Dr. King climbed this uh, spot to make it uh, forever holy, to be a channel for cosmic powers to be placed there. And you can go there, and you can go to other holy mountains around the world. I know we have listeners from all over the world. You can go to mountains in, in various countries, and, and you can feel the energies there. It, it's not just an intellectual thing. It's something you can experience. But on this occasion, he received an audible voice, and, in, and this, is, this kind of ties in with something Chrissy said earlier about not all great events have happened in the past. And the one that comes to mind uh, when one thinks of this experience, the Lord's Declaration, is the giving of the Ten Commandments to Moses mm -hmm. some 3,000 years ago on Mount Sinai, where he heard a physical voice. And actually it's interesting that when he took the tabernacles back up the mountain, as some might remember, he was taken up, transported, as it were, in what they called a cloud, which is certainly... A UFO. In the same way, when, when Dr. King arrived on November the 23rd, 1958, to Brown Willie, he, they, they did immediately see uh, what we would now call UFOs uh, in the skies above them. And he climbed this mountain, and then he heard this audible voice which shook him to his very core, and this is what he heard. And he had, a, by the way, an outstanding memory. I mean, in the years that I, as Chrissy did, I used to speak to him pretty well every day, either on the phone or in person, for about 20 years. And he had a most fantastic memory. And, of course, that was when, in his latter years, I'm sure at this time he had a perfect memory and he remembered these words and he later wrote them down. And I think the best thing I could do, Chrissy, is perhaps read them to, to, to listeners. Oh, absolutely. Please do. So these are the words that we call the Lord's Declaration. 
there will shortly come another among you. He will stand tall among men with a shining countenance. This one will be attired in a single garment of the type now known to you. His shoes will be soft-topped, yet not made of the skin of animals. He will approach the earth leaders. They will ask of him his credentials. He will produce these. His magic will be greater than any upon the earth, greater than the combined materialistic might of all the armies, and they who heed not his words shall be removed from the earth. This rock is now holy and will remain so for as long as the world exists. Go ye forth and spread my word throughout the world, so that all men of pure heart may prepare for his coming. Thank you so much, Richard. And this, of course, describes the coming of an interplanetary avatar openly to Earth. How exciting is that? I think it's very yes, clear... It's that uh, I think the listeners would realize it's very clear that this is a master coming from beyond this earth. Uh, so many references there. Mm. He will be attired uh, in a single garment of the type now known to you is a description of a, a spacesuit, if you like, um, so commonly described uh, by people who've had close encounters with extraterrestrial intelligences. Uh, these kind of seamless one-piece suits that are often silver in color. I think I'm right, Richard. Yes, and, uh, yes. One-piece suits, yes. And he will approach the earth leaders. This, of course, is uh, such a fascinating thought. And, and we believe also that extraterrestrial intelligences have in the past approached earth leaders. But uh, this time it will be different. And I have um, given them opportunities which have been rejected and um, I don't know whether we want to get into that, but let's focus on this uh, Lord's Declaration. <laughs> because this is, um, there's going to be no messing around now. They will ask no. him his credentials, as we can imagine, you know, and he will produce them. His magic will be greater than any upon the earth. This is fantastic. Perhaps you'd like to expound on that, Richard, that one part. I would. Um, I certainly would, yes. And um, I must say, though, as someone as you have, Chrissy, but in particular, I, I've done a lot of lectures for decades on the subject of UFOs and, and their true, the true existence of beings from other worlds and the spiritual aspect of ufology, as it's called now. And always, you can guarantee in every single lecture pretty well, there's going to be a question which goes something like this. If these beings exist, why don't they come openly among us and prove themselves to every man, woman and child on earth? Yes, that's and the, the answer, the, that is the question, and the simple answer to that is that every man, woman, and child on earth is not ready for that proof, and is not karmically appropriate at this time for it to be given. But when the next master comes, it will be given, whenever that timing is. And the word shortly, I think, is a very interesting word in there. Another will sh shortly come another among you. Um, that's something I'd like to talk more about, actually, because I think that it, it clearly means in this time period we're in now, in this age that we're in now, that we're going into now, the age of Aquarius, and Chrissy, you can throw a lot more light on that than I can as, an, as a great astrologer that you are, but it's a very interesting concept of this happening shortly. And then this coming will, uh, as Chrissy just read there, his, his magic 
uh, will be uh, greater than any upon the earth, greater than the combined materialistic might of all the armies. He, you know, he's going to produce his credentials. I think that's a very, uh, if you like, a subtle and delicate way of saying he will prove himself. He won't come to do harm to anyone, of course. He won't come to fight or to imperialize or to conquer. Far from it. He's coming to save and to help and to serve. But he will demonstrate and prove himself. And it may well be that there will be attempts to assassinate him. Uh, and that may sound far-fetched to some people, but we have absolute proof from government records that there have been attempts to fire missiles at, at UFOs and so on. And this is going to be a real challenge for the establishment, the financial establishment, the political establishment, and the religious establishment, and indeed the scientific community, because the, the demonstration that he will make will confound some of our so-called scientific certainties. Even now, science is changing all the time, and that's a, that's a great thing that it is, but this, this will be a science many thousands of years ahead of anything that we have here on our Earth. Uh, and, you know, you have to laugh when people talk about some of these so-called experts talk about, well, we just hope there's life out there as advanced as we are. Uh, we certainly have to hope that it's far, far and away more advanced than we are. You know, we, you only have to look at the news today and see what's been going on in the Middle East, just to name one spot. For thousands of years, this has been going on, and you can see that here we have a, a very backward race on this earth, not an advanced race, not an intelligent race, and not an actually a very sane race, because there's nothing sane at all about warfare. And I'm not just picking on any particular nation there, because we know it's happened in Europe, it's happened all over the world. Um, so this being will come, he will produce his credentials, and the proof that people say they want, I mean, many have told me they'd love it for, if, if an interplanetary being would come and prove themselves beyond all doubt, and no one will be able to stop him, no army will be able to stop him, no political force will be able to stop him, um, and he will do that so that mankind will know, will have that opportunity, that final opportunity to change. Will that be welcomed psychologically by the people of this planet that's a very different question when it really does happen when they really get the proof they say they want will they act on it i mean we we know what governments have done with the proof they've already got namely hidden it in classified files lied about it and uh, we i don't sense a tremendous appetite from the materialistic community for this sort of thing so it will be a challenging time and, and uh, a real time of change yes exactly and another point is that um, there have been obviously as Richard well knows other interplanetary masters who have come to this earth uh, the yes. Lord Buddha, Sri Krishna, the Master Jesus that we're going to talk about mm -hmm. next month but mm -hmm. they were born uh, through an earth woman and but this interplanetary master will be in a very very different position because he will come in his full aspect or unlimited powers. The previous masters were tremendously powerful cosmic avatars, but they came in the limitation of a terrestrial body, a fourth aspect is called terrestrial body, but this master will not. Um, yeah. So there will be no Absolutely. doubt. 
and it will be a time of great change and a time of great sorting. And I think it's very good that even if we have a kind of a difficulty in believing this fully, um, that we think about it as much as we can and uh, prepare ourselves for it. Yes, and, and Chrissy, you mentioned there some of the cosmic avatars, the Master Jesus, the Lord Buddha, Sri Krishna, others would include Moses, Confucius, Lao Tzu, uh, and uh, Sri Patanjali, uh, Sri Shankacharya, and others. Uh, but there's another one I'd like to name uh, that both you and I, and this is an incredible thing to say, actually knew, and uh, this is controversial, but I, I, I'm, I'm going, I think we should say it. None of the great cosmic avatars who's come to Earth was indeed Dr. George King. And although he never made that claim publicly, those who followed him, those who know his teachings and the way he lived and what he did, it's very clear to us exactly uh, what he was as well. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you've uh, announced that, Richard, and shared that with people because it's absolutely true and I think we should be shouting it from the rooftops. It's, he was a fantastic, unbelievably incredible person, master. And of course the limitation which you, you spoke about there, Chrissy, for him and indeed for the other great uh, avatars who come to Earth was terrible, wasn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, actually, Annette is just saying that she would like to ask a question, so... Oh, right. Please fire away, oh. Annette. Thank you, thank you. I, I'm just sitting here transfixed, as I'm sure everyone is, listening to this fascinating discussion. And when you were speaking, Richard, regarding the fact that when this new master that comes will will be sort of tested by the powers that be, the governments in particular, and demand your credentials and show us, and then the attempts, as you said, possibly to assassinate and harm him. So in mm -hmm. my, you know, earthbound mind, not my spiritual mind, but my earthbound mind says, so what happens to those of us who stand up in support of this man, seemingly against then the governments of the world who are going to, or this individual, I would assume it's, it's a gentleman from the way you're all speaking, what happens to us? I mean, what kind of protection or mm. grace are we granted so that, I mean, because I think a lot of this picking up the, the gauntlet and following you know, blindly is one thing, but you're dealing with that logic, and I think that's what's going to get people in trouble if they look at this logically and say, well, gee, if I follow that guy, this guy over here is going to kill me. But if I don't follow this guy, then I had no stand, no stand, no chance for eternal life. So help. <laughs> does that make any sense, by the way? It does. It's a it's a very interesting question. I, I And, of course, that hasn't been – we don't know all the answers about exactly how this happens and, and, and all the intricate details. But one thing we do know about is a thing called karma. And for those people – I mean, obviously, we're, we're tested. Even now, we're tested on bravery. Uh, and, you know, it, you, one can get perhaps not assassinated, but certainly uh, terribly ridiculed. Uh, for speaking the truth and standing by one's spiritual teachings and even ostracized in certain places and by certain people. And these are some of the tests along the path. Uh, and I think when the next master has come, I, I have never heard a detailed answer to your question about protection, but certainly there would be undoubtedly some karmic protection 
to those who are doing the right thing, especially if they do certain types of spiritual practice as well, because they will be going, whoever they are, with the flow of the cosmic plan and the cosmic tide. And great spiritual energies are being poured down to our world now, particularly at certain times, and we're in the middle of one of those times. And that energy too will support and strengthen and protect those people who do the right thing, it won't be a question of like a sorting in the sense of, you know, if they don't, they're going to go to hell sort of thing. Uh, it'll be just an opportunity. It, it, that's the way I think we should look at it. Uh, those people who wish to take that opportunity to act in the light of this final demonstration by a great spiritual being, uh, those are the people, of course, who will make the change which is required and will inherit the new, the new age on this earth. And some, they, they may be tested along the way. I mean, no path is worth it if there aren't some tests, really, along the way. Uh, but I, I think there will be a certain spiritual protection just from doing the right thing, Annette. And thank Absolutely. you, and that made that makes a lot of sense. It, it does, and that's why I stated it. That's my earthbound mm. mind, not my spiritual self. Because sure, sure, it's you good, know, I, and I do point. see that. I, I do see right. that we're doing that. But I think you'll have people ask that because if those that are following yeah. are to inherit yeah. this great planet, but then those that are following might somehow be offed by some cranky person in charge of something. It's like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. If this is going to be my planet, no. then they should go, not me. You know. <laughs> well, well of course. I'm sorry. Sorry, Chrissy, you go on. Chrissy, I was saying, as Richard said, it's never been easy to follow the truth, to follow a great master. If we think about, you know, the, the Christians, the people. Many that of the early the Christians were Jesus. were killed, of course, for, exactly. for sticking to that faith. Yeah. Mm. I don't think we could ever claim it would be easy to stand up in the face of people who would, no. I believe, oppose this great avatar, but. It would be made so clear to us that he was a cosmic avatar that really we have no choice. What do we do into the future? Do we follow failing, you know, leaders of this planet or a great spiritual being, as Richard said? But I don't believe it will be easy. No. No. I mean, and let's face it, the period we're living through now isn't easy. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. I think the most inspiring aspect of this, though, is to help to prepare the way, which is what we're doing now, for, the, for this coming. And we don't know exactly when it will happen. And it, you know, it's my own belief that that, uh, and it also based on conversations that I was privileged to have with Dr. King, that it's, it is kind of a little bit up in the air, depends upon what we do, we as a human race, and in terms of the Ethereum Society, and in terms of our missions, how actively we perform those, and how how much we are able to convey the truths that we've been given to others, um, that this will all determine the coming. And in some ways, in some ways, you could say that if the coming is put off for a while, then that's better for the majority of human beings because it gives more people a chance to make that change whereas when this event comes it will be the final declaration the final end game the final moment where all excuses are removed and they are only excuses because there is plenty of evidence now for anyone who really wants to look for it not only of spirituality but uh, evidence of cosmic existence and and beings from other planets and so on it is there but then that final veneer will be removed. And this coming period we're in now is so key 
to helping to help people to change and there's many ways of doing that and I think one of the ways Chrissy that you wanted to speak about is prayer is it not yeah I mean that's such an important thing and as Dr. King always said that uh, the spiritual energy crisis is the underlying the most important energy crisis to solve and this lack of spiritual energy and as we know prayer is a way of releasing love spiritual energy into the world so if we're wondering how we can prepare for this time then one thing we can do on a regular basis on a daily basis is to send out our love through the practice of the 12 blessings which i believe we'll be talking about next month um, along with the master jesus and his new age message we will be talking about next month um, to send out our love in every way possible through our prayers this will help to prepare the planet because the more mm. harmony and love we send into the world the less chaos can exist the two you know the chaos exists in the form of war in the form of poverty in the form of injustice because there is not enough love or enough harmony and so we can play our part in that way but at the same time this is preparing us it's raising our vibrations um, and preparing us for this time of change. Exactly. I, I actually wrote a little thing about the timing um, for an article that was actually published this week, and it went like this. To all in intents and purposes, the pivotal role being played by the Ethereum Society and the spiritual output of other organizations and individuals who are dedicated in service to the world may well be delaying the coming to our world of the next master. Because the vast majority of humanity is still focused on a very basic and limiting approach to life, the spiritual energy usage is undoubtedly not sufficient to bring forward this great event. On the other hand, the outstanding actions of the few are preventing the one-way ticket to calamity which would have consumed us by now. There can be no doubt that we face a razor-edge situation. On one side lies evolutionary glory, the like of which we cannot yet conceive. On the other lies a return to the very depths of our wretched history. There is a tide in the affairs of men, and this undoubtedly is it. When the waves are lapping at our feet, we would have to be asleep not to notice them. To use a more contemporary, if somewhat banal, saying... It is time for us to wake up and smell the coffee. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you very much, Richard. Actually, we do have a, a question on the, somebody holding on the line, I, and I'd love to give right. this question to you because I know that you know the answer to this. Um, so would you like to... <laughs> you have great faith, Kristen. I do. Um, it's actually Kristen from Ohio. Shall I put her on the line? Please do. Hello, Hello Kristen. Hello. Thank you so yes. much for calling in. Have a question, I think, for us. Hello, Kristen. Yes. Um, what I'm wondering is, and I've done a lot of research about this, the return of the Masters, and was just listening to an interview with Bob Dean yesterday on his belief of the return of the Masters. What do you think of Benjamin Krem's um, um, speaking about Maitreya? Mm. The well, return of Maitreya. I, I, Yes, I mean I've met him, uh, Benjamin Crane, that is, and um, I, I'm, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to be careful of commenting on other organisations, uh, you know, in a critical way, and I certainly don't particularly subscribe to his beliefs. But talking about the more general concept of the Lord Maitreya, 
I, I don't believe that the next master, the coming of the next master that we are now describing, you know, the coming from in another pl- uh, from another planet and an open landing involving a UFO and so on. I don't believe that will be the Lord Maitreya, but I do believe that the influence of the Lord Maitreya is absolutely crucial. I believe he's an extremely prominent member of the. Uh, spiritual hierarchy of earth sometimes referred to as the great white brotherhood although very few of them are white skinned and they certainly aren't all male but however that term is used the great white brotherhood and he is one of the most prominent of them all and his influence is absolutely crucial and key and theosophists of course and i think benjamin cream subscribes to a lot of theosophical thought uh, did talk about this increased influence uh, in this period but I, I don't and I've actually had the honor myself to be in the presence of the Lord Maitreya uh, by arrangement made by Dr. King and in wonderful wonderful being I am sure in my very very limited perception he he is so I'm not in any way <laughs> demurring from that but I don't believe that he is the, the next master that has been prophesied through the ages Thank you very much, Richard. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for the question. Well, we have uh, just a few minutes left of the show, Richard, and yes. we're going to. We've mentioned the pilgrimage coming up. Just to remind mm-hmm. people who may have just tuned in, this is ne- this is this coming Friday. Actually, this Thursday in America, for the people listening in England, is actually Thanksgiving Day, and that's why we're having the Thanksgiving service on Sunday in Michigan. Ah. Yes, the day day after that um, is the 23rd of November, which is the 54th anniversary, I believe, of this Lord's Declaration, which you read so wonderfully earlier in the show. And um, you will be having a pilgrimage to this very holy spot of earth. We will. And for those, of course, in other parts, I mean, I know, for example, not only that, we have, for those in the north of England, uh, a lecture going on at the same time, uh, on the same day, actually, and uh, I'm, I'm just looking it up as we speak, um, and it's actually in Halifax, um, uh, in, in, in Yorkshire, actually, where Dr. King came from, Halifax himself, and this is being given by a very good friend of mine, David Trimble, uh, who I believe li- listens to this program, and it'll be a great lecture. For the, so for those in the north part of England who can't get down to Cornwall, go to Halifax, and again, you can get all the details about all of these and other lectures that are coming up around the country. We have one in Glastonbury, very historic uh, mystical area in the West Country coming up on the 28th of November. We have one in, in Epsom in, in England. You can get all these details from us by going to ethereus.org. Absolutely. And also um, there's events happening at the American headquarters in Los Angeles that you can find mm. on ethereus.org yep. as well in New Zealand. Um, we yes. have an active branch in various parts of the world. So in Everything Africa, we're very active, in, in particularly in Western Africa, Ghana, Nigeria, but also in South Africa and Canada, of course, up in Toronto. Yes, come to us and, and get in touch with us. And even if you're in another area, another part that we haven't mentioned, uh, please get in touch with us and we might be able to put you in touch with others in your area. And I, I just wanted to say one thing, Richard, um, and that is that a lot of people are talking about uh, December the 21st, because as the end of, well, certainly one time cycle in the Mayan calendar, which is the 13th Bacton, 
it's uh, referred to and the beginning of the 14th actually on December the 22nd so but mm. in astrological terms the next 3 years are really really important uh, because that's, of that's various aspects of planets and i believe that the next 3 years in the world are going to be you know very extremely important especially for the person who is uh, spiritually minded and wanting to advance and evolve and so on. And I'd ask you, as a bishop of the Aetherius Study, one of the senior bishops, Richard, is, uh, what message would you like to give at the close of this show on the next master to people well, you know what they can do? Yes, what I'd, I'd love to do, first of all, is say that, you know, the one thing about the New Age, or one of the things about the New Age, is that we are, it's a team activity it's a brotherhood a sisterhood it's all of us coming together in different ways we're not all the same we all have slightly different roles different contributions to make they're all essential and we all can come together and do that uh, as as a team as i said but also i'd like to bring us back chris if i may to really where we started that this is all triggered by the mother earth and when we realize that humanity is holding up the evolution of a far greater being than all of us put together, it all becomes clear. The gigantic puzzle of terrestrial evolution, which had failed to show any coherent image because its most important pieces were missing, is then revealed with all its meaning and color. Of course we must change for a purpose as momentous as this. And if we don't, of course we must be removed she has not as yet demanded that you change or leave. These words delivered by the Master Jesus in the seventh blessing, resonant with something even deeper than poignancy, should surely echo in our hearts and minds, in everything that we do and in every decision that we make. By some unfathomable love, which is way beyond our comprehension, she is allowing us to continue here, despite the suffering and limitation it brings upon her. In the light of this, the only thing that we can surely say about the great change is bring it on. For if she has not yet demanded that we change or leave, then we definitely should. Wow, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing Those that. Those are my thoughts on the matter, Chrissy. Gosh, I think that's a very fitting end to this second show in Aetherius Radio Live. So. Thank you so much, Richard, and um, I'm going to thank hand you, over Chrissy, to... Thank you, very much. Of course, it's uh, been a great pleasure, and thank you, everybody, that's been listening to the show, and I do hope you'll... Thank you, Annette. Is... Yes, and Annette's going to close with some announcements, but I just want to say to everybody that the next show is going to be the third Tuesday in December, which is the 18th of December. Probably Annette's going to say this, but I want to say it too. And so please do tune in again at the same time, as we're going to talk about the Master Jesus and his new age, message, new age message. Thank you, and many blessings to you in the U.S., and have a wonderful Thanksgiving Day on Thursday. And thank you all, and, and, and yes, thank you, Richard, and thank you, Chrissy, and definitely happy Thanksgiving to all the U.S. people, no matter where you are in this world, because we are definitely a far-flung society. This has been a fascinating program. I hope you know that the minute we hit the off button, you can go right to our archives at bodymindspiritradio.com and listen to Aetherius Radio, Radio Live. I almost said Aetherius Radio. Live. Aetherius Radio Live again and again. Please share this. You can email it to your friends. You can take the RSS feed, download it to iTunes. We truly need your input to see where everybody is because what good is the work we're doing if we don't know where the work needs to be done. So please enjoy, comment, and spread the word. 
Spread the word also that this coming Sunday, November 25, 2012, from 11 a.m. until noon, the Sunday service of thankfulness is being held at the Ethereum Society in Royal Oak, Michigan, 3119 North Campbell Road, Royal Oak, 48073. All are warmly welcome to come and send out gratitude and love for all the blessings that we have in our lives. This coming Friday, November 23, 2012, will be the 54th anniversary pilgrimage to the Holy Mountain Brown Willie in Cornwall, England. And if you would like to participate, please email pilgrimage at etherius.co.uk. And as always, more information on the Ethereum Society can be had at www.etherius.org. And be sure to tune in on Tuesday, December 18th, for our next live program of Ethereus Radio Live, The Master Jesus and his New Age message.